रोशनी का कारवा दिस पॉडकास्ट इज ब्रॉट टू यू बाय बैरियर ब्रेक सॉल्यूशंस प्राइवेट लिमिटेड एंड स्कोर फाउंडेशन Hi my name is George Abraham and welcome to this edition of Iway Conversations my guest today is Sadab Khan a young hr professional with a tech giant hi sadab welcome hello sir thank you so much sir, for having me here so sadab you work with a tech giant as an hr professional right a lot of our listeners would uh, love to know what you as a visually impaired person is doing as an hr professional let's begin from there uh, so my journey into hr started with the uh, talent acquisition and i'm still into talent talent acquisition because i love it uh i and why i love it because i get to meet new people uh and explore personalities and that's that's exactly why i'm here in my role um so i work in the entire process i've worked in the entire process of talent acquisition right from sourcing uh to interviewing and to final process of offering candidates um that's my role in nutshell so talking in a chronological order i started my journey with ey for 3 months internship then i worked into startups uh two startups and then again in ey uh from 2018 and now uh i got an opportunity better opportunity in a tech giant so here i am so hr is a space where a number of visually impaired people also work uh, right possibly what are the uh, various roles that uh, blind and visually impaired people normally do in uh, hr so uh, a lot of people are working into recruitment or talent acquisition as it is called a lot of them are also working into performance management and performance appraisal opportunities employee engagement opportunities there are a very few people working into hr analytics because um, analytics uh, softwares are yet not highly accessible uh, then of course training and development is another area where a lot of them are working so what are the kind of uh, qualifications uh, uh, required for a person to be eligible for a role in hr besides the mba yeah so a lot of people doing bba also are hired into hr uh, obviously mba is the most suitable and highly paid uh, qualification in the role of hr uh, but your uh, also so psychology also is uh, one branch of psychology that is industrial psychology is another qualification that is uh, you know eligible for the role um having said that in small firms uh there is no barrier of qualification uh it's only the bigger firms that have or the multinational firms as they are called have this uh qualification uh criteria uh, that they define in their uh, job description uh otherwise i don't think there's any barrier of qualification in the field of human resources uh when 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 a multinational or a large company hires uh, uh people in the hr or any other role in their uh, company mm-hmm. what is the process they actually follow how do people get to know that a job is available so uh advertisements are made online um you know these hiring platforms like nokri times jobs indeed all of these hiring port- uh, portals that are available the 
job description is put the advertisement of the opening is put also all the large companies have their own career portals so uh, one has to you know so if if you sign sign up for their uh, notifications you do get mails also from their internal career portal and so, there are uh, staffing agencies also that they partner with so even they get in touch with you so uh, sadap you did uh, industrial psychology for your masters and uh, before that you did your bachelor's in psychology yeah and right. psychology normally is a no no when it comes to blind and visually impaired people people are discouraged to do it yes discouraged right. from doing it yes uh, so what's your uh, story uh, <laughs> so you can say i i was lucky enough because uh, uh, previously uh, so i graduated from mumbai university for the listeners background uh, and uh, the university didn't have any guidelines as to how they would uh, conduct my practicals for me because there are practicals that they conduct in the examinations uh and just before me there was a court case that was fought uh by one of the students of Xavier's college and uh, because of which the university had guidelines in place uh but obviously it was very new so colleges were not notified so i was also discouraged and then uh but my college was always open to understand how i would cope up with the with the studies right uh i gave them a process uh i explained them how they would they could help me and they were open to understanding me and then uh you know give me giving me admission in the majors of psychology because uh that was the major uh challenge right uh, if if colleges don't accept you then you can't take the challenge up and so i took the challenge because my co- college was supporting me um i would conduct my experiments with the help of uh, braille cards and recordings so i would record the uh, response of the participant because uh, one thing that is uh, to be tested during the experiment is the time that the participant takes along obviously with the expressions that the participant is displaying now people listening to me would be having a question how would i see the expressions of the participant because i'm blind uh, so i had an assistant with me uh, just like we have writers during exams uh, we had our assistants and uh, she would uh, observe the participants responses and expressions and later on once the participant is done with the experiment we both would sit together and write the uh, assessment Uh, another another uh, challenge i believe which psychology students uh, have especially those mm-hmm. who are blind is mm-hmm. the, the various tools which are statistics or mathematics oriented yeah uh, how do you deal with that uh for me it was uh, a very uh, native way of handling things because i didn't have access to technology at that time i just had my phone uh and uh, laptop in my life came very much later during my masters so uh for me it was uh, taylor's frame abacus and uh, obviously uh, my writers would explain me things um uh, and that's how i would do uh, so i spent additional time with my volunteers and professors to understand things of course now people have math ml and other uh, um things to deal with other softwares to deal with mathematic problems uh but for me it was slightly different i would make my notes in braille of uh, statistics as well and then understand uh, 
the different ways a statistic problem can be solved and then accordingly would dictate my writer my answers normally uh, college time is when you also kind of socialize and make friends and so on yes but uh, you know blind and visually impaired students normally uh, i've seen find it difficult to make friends what yes. was your uh, social life like while you were in college Oh, my story was very different so i was able to cope up with a lot of my studies because of my friends uh i had a i, I didn't have many friends but i had uh, you know two or three friends that uh were there with me and are still there with me so uh my social life was very much different uh, from others experience uh, i would say i used to roam out with them Uh, a lot of my volunteers became my friends and they are still my friends um so that is a, a positive thing that i could say about me yeah so uh, college time is the time when you go out for movies go out for um, meals at restaurants uh, go out <laughs> and eat an ice cream oh, yes. out, uh, go out on picnics uh, yes. did that uh, did these things kind of feature in your college life of course it did we would go first show first day <laughs> sometimes 8 am in the morning we would go out for movies and uh, my friends would audio describe me things uh there were times when we went we bunked our first lecture of the morning and went out for a walk on a beach because jew beach was very close to my college uh you know that that whole experience of bunking college and spending time with friends uh is something that i really really miss i I was also active in the uh, cultural activities of my college because uh, Mithibai College is known for its cultural activities. So I had a lot more friends in the uh, music team that I was in. So we would bang college and sit and jam together. And then you know it was it was difficult <laughs> because uh, you also have to see that teachers don't see you bunking, right? So that entire. Uh, experience of escaping professors and enjoying is something phenomenal if you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness please share the iway national toll free helpline number 18005320469 the number is 18005320469 uh sada you uh, lost your eyesight very early in life what was the uh, cause and uh, how did you respond at that point of time uh, what was your experience uh yeah so i lost my eyesight when i was 3 years old and uh, i i don't have any memories of that but uh, my mom keeps talking to me about it so i know the story uh i got high fever um and post which i lost my eyesight slowly slowly uh my eye turned red tomato red and post which gradually my eyesight kept reducing and uh, my parents obviously didn't realize at the start because uh, they had to observe very very minute changes in my behavior such as uh, not writing on the lines of a book right um then my teacher uh, uh, complained to my parents that she uh, cannot spot things when things fall down on the floor that's how they also discovered and then uh, doctors were not able to understand uh, for almost a year 
and then uh, we discovered that i had cataract and uh, i was uh, so my i was operated for cataract at the age of 3 and a half years old uh for one eye and uh, after one month i lost eyesight from both the eyes uh so i i got to know later that uh, something went wrong during the operation um because of which uh, i am blind today uh, but this is something that we got to know when i was like around 7 8 year old so yeah that's the story of my blindness so so did you did you uh, have partial vision in your early early uh, years like when you were 5 no. 6 and all that no i didn't so i understand that you went uh, to a, a mainstream school right from the beginning correct uh, how did you how did that decision happen and what was your experience like what were your support systems so um i was the only child of my parents back then and uh, honestly speaking first child being blind is uh, was a big worry for my parents as well uh, all the blind schools that were there uh, were uh, you know having a hostel facility that they, those were boarding schools basically and my parents didn't want me to uh, go away from them for so long uh, so they didn't send me so i had a break of one year in my uh, schooling one year i was home completely and then my uh, family discovered that there is some institute called blind uh, uh, national association for the blind and that's how uh, nab uh, you know encouraged my family to send me to a, a mainstream school and uh, my parents also realized that you know uh once i go to college it's going to be the mainstream society that i'll have to deal with and it's crucial for me to spend time with them adapt to the society from now uh and i'm really happy they did that because uh i wouldn't have been myself if uh, it wasn't this decision so uh, uh did you get your support from nab or uh, when you were studying in school or was it uh, the school itself or uh, was it uh, all support coming from home Oh, it was a mixture of all of that. So my first school when I got blind was AH Wardia, um, and AH Wardia was more than forthcoming to give me admission. Uh, and uh, the school was very supportive. My family was even more supportive along with NAB. So my, uh, I, I told you I did my studies in Braille completely. So my my uh, brothers and my father would write notes for me, uh, bring. the the students books home and that's how my father would write make notes for me uh, my brother would sit there my cousins all all my cousins have helped me in my studies so they would sit there make notes and uh, then i would make notes in braille and uh, that's how i got my support and my uh, nab teachers also would come sometimes to school to see how things are going how are teachers helping me and uh, ensure that i adapt to this world of mine no it is it is uh, pretty uh, interesting that your parents uh, were very committed to ensuring that you were educated and uh, uh, well equipped yes for life any particular yes. reason uh, that they did they have any kind of prior experience with uh, disability or uh, they were kind of just uh, enlightened people <laughs> no so uh my father was a person with disability himself uh, he lost his leg in an accident and uh, he knew what living a life of a disabled person is and so did my mom uh, and that's how 
both of them were committed to making me educated so when my father was not there home uh, handling business it was my mom who would teach me and then when my father would come it was my father because obviously learning in braille takes its own sweet time you have to convert your notes into braille it's not like xerox karliya and then you read it right uh, it involves a lot of external support as well so yeah so uh, i also believe that uh, at the age of 10 you were hit by another setback rheumatoid yeah. arthritis yes how did that impact what exactly was this experience and how did that impact your uh, schooling and life in general uh okay so that, that was i think what i would say a bigger setback because that is something that i remember of experiencing uh so i experienced a mild to higher pain in my knee initially and uh, i being that young didn't realize what's happening with me so i would just complain to my parents and uh, my parents started my medication uh, the doctors did not uh, at first diagnosed that it is arthritis and that's why that's how it got worse and uh, the medicines were somehow helping me so we started with homeopathy and uh, i took a break from the medication because i was okay then uh, i was doing fine i didn't have pain and then as soon as i t- stopped the medicine uh, it hit me harder and i was bedridden for a year when i was in 7th standard uh, so that's when uh, things got worse and uh, i uh, so i couldn't go to school i couldn't even sit up for a minute uh, because my back would ache so i could i would eat and drink uh, lying down my father and my mom would feed me uh, when i when i was lying down uh, that was the condition uh, but i can't because because my parents were determined to uh, make me educated i continued my studies i would just go and give my exams uh, and uh, all the preparation that was uh, to be done uh, would be done in that condition only so i would lie down and study also uh, but uh, yeah so i cleared my exams of 7th standard and then i moved into a new school which was close by uh because traveling was also difficult in that situation right so uh things got better in a year and a half my medications improved my condition a little bit but i couldn't stand without support so uh for me if i have sat down somewhere getting up would take another 2 minutes because my knees were stiff uh so i i i took admission in st joseph's convent high school um again uh, shifting a new school for a person with blindness you would know it's a challenging thing uh but again uh, I, w- i have been lucky enough to have the m- best of the support systems uh so yeah uh, that was the scene and uh, until my uh, 12th which is around in 2012 i was uh not in a very good condition uh, i couldn't walk properly uh i couldn't walk without support majorly so that's that that's how uh, my school life has been so my school life has not been as good as my college life i would say so uh after you started working you also been very active with the ngo blind graduates forum of india pgfi and i Correct. believe you are the youngest president uh, the organization has had and maybe the youngest president any ngo might have had in india <laughs> uh so what are some of your uh, pet projects that you've been excited by and you enjoyed doing oh this is difficult to say one project because i love 
what the NGO at large does. Uh, but very close to my heart is the uh, mentorship program and the knowledge sharing session. I'm taking the liberty of choosing two uh, because uh, through knowledge sharing sessions, we do a lot of awareness building and uh, training people with blindness uh, and, you know, developing their interpersonal skills. Uh, and the other one is a mentorship program, which is also close to my heart because uh, as a student who is blind, uh, we face a lot of challenges and um, having a guidance through someone who's gone through similar challenges is very crucial and important and uh, changes the entire outcome of one's career uh, substantially. So, yeah, these are the two projects. I also believe that uh, BGFI does uh, a lot of advocacy work. Any, any, of, any of the advocacy work that stands out in your mind? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have uh, I, I I have been part of uh, one advocacy work, actually many advocacy work, but uh, again, two which have been very close to my heart is uh, one is the, uh, you know, making digital currency accessible. When I say digital currency, I mean the digital payment platforms accessible. Uh, I've got the opportunity to meet uh, Mr. Nanda Nilekani and, uh, you know, have had certain conversations with him. Um, so that was a learning for me and that's how it is special. Uh, I've also uh, been part of this uh, project where we created audio description of a movie called Dabang 3. Uh, when the movie was released in audio description, with audio description rather, so I met Salman Khan. I, uh, you know, made him aware of what audio description is all about, and they were very forthcoming to release the movie with audio description. So we have uh, the audio description through Excel Cinema. <laughs> yeah, so these are the two advocacy works that have been very close to my heart apart from many other things like we keep doing uh, we've also collaborated with Big Basket and other things yeah so Khan bit Khan right <laughs> <laughs> yes to support our work with the blind and visually impaired you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation dot org dot in please note www.scorefoundation.org.in so uh, finally uh, uh, how does uh, sadaf khan relax what is fun what what do you do for uh, relaxing and fun I am a social animal and uh, my relaxation comes with my friends. Uh, I love meeting my friends. I love spending time with them. So I talk to a lot of them when I'm when I need relaxation. I need change in mood. Um, I also read. I love reading. Um, I am a big fan of friction. So I read. I listen to music and. Uh, yeah, I, I love exploring new places myself. So I love traveling. And I, I love traveling independently. I don't I don't want to go with people helping me out. So exploration, I'm very high on exploration. So I just love going and exploring new places, uh, developing new challenges and then trying to cope up with them. 
tell me a little bit about your traveling because uh, you know uh, this could be uh, useful for a lot of people so i use a uh, uh, gps which gives me voice direction uh, and that has really really made a big change in my life uh, and i use the white cane that uh, a blind every blind person uses uh i when i go uh, you know uh, into another city i uh, use the assistance given at the airport that is if you inform the um company in advance uh, they give you assistance on the gate right they give you a person who can escort you till the aircraft and uh, help you to board and then uh, come out of the plane so that's that's exactly how i travel so what are some of the cities that you've uh, enjoyed traveling in india or overseas I've not been very fortunate to go overseas yet but uh, I've been to Delhi I've been to Jaipur I've been to Pune uh, and my traveling just started in 2018 so uh, I've not got the time to uh, you know visit outside Mumbai a lot but yeah within Mumbai I keep exploring things Well uh, Sadaf uh, a pleasure talking to you thank you for giving me the time and uh, uh, and and sharing some of your life experiences Thank you so much for having me sir and uh, thank you so very much uh, for the opportunity I wish ye hai roshni ka karwa This podcast was brought to you by Barrier Break Solutions Private Limited and Score Foundation Music